Welcome back to another episode of Be There with J Squared, a podcast where two best friends just sit here and solve mysteries. On that corner, we have Juana Pineda, aka my best friend. And on that corner, we have Jennifer Flores, aka Jenny Bean, my best friend. What's up, me? A smoother intro. <laughs> hey, I didn't mess it up this time. I was rolling off. <laughs> Script and I did it. A a a a. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> you guys. Um, something that Jennifer and I have been just like chilling, and whenever we're chilling, it just comes out of nowhere. It's like we freaking love the podcast. Like we really do. Like this brings us so much joy, and it's so fun. Like I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's just the best. Yeah, it's really nice. It's like, it's such a nice hobby. Like, just speaking. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we do that on the daily all the time, you know? And you know what kind of made it resonate a little bit more the other day was that you guys know how on Snapchat it'll show you like three years ago today, four years ago today. Well, I had one from two years ago today as Jennifer yawns. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just I'm so sleepy. um we are oh so two years ago there was a snap of me that i sent jennifer that i i I usually save a lot of things on snapchat and it was a video of me crying while walking from work to another class being like hey like i'm crying and then like a cute boy walks by and i'm like that was a cute boy he saw me crying because (laughs) i was crying because i missed jennifer it was like our first semester away from each other Um, and I can't believe it took us two years to figure out that we can literally just video chat and relieve all that stress. Yep. Um, well, I think it's easier now that everything's online because if we were on campus, I don't think we would have time to be doing this. No, I mean, we could figure out time to be honest because look at the time that we're doing it too. It's not like we're that's true doing it during like uh, what you call it, like. But I class feel like time? I wouldn't have the time earlier to do my classwork. Like, this would be the time to do classwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, let's hope the podcast doesn't die once everything goes back to... Um... Nah, it won't. Because no. we, we would just record, like, on the weekends. I don't think stuff is going back to normal anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, but once it does, you know, who knows? Who knows how long this podcast will last? But I mean, hey, guys. We're once here it does, now. we might have been graduated. Oh, my goodness. Don't even talk about that. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. I wish I it was mean, now. It is for me, to be honest. I want it to um, be over with. <laughs> my God, my water bottle leaked. Oh my God, her water broke. <laughs> That's spooky, you guys. Y'all know what's real spooky? Y'all, TikTok has been messing with me, y'all. I'm scared. Hmm? Remember? TikTok keeps saying that I'm going to be pregnant by December, you guys, and that's terrifying. Yeah. I don't know if you guys seen, but lately on TikTok, there's been this, like, that trend of people like, I uploaded three videos exactly the same, whichever one is. <laughs> don't, no cheating, and it's a feature for you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, Juana saw one that said she was going to be pregnant by Christmas, and I saw one that said, my best friend is going to be pregnant by Christmas. So you heard it here, you guys. She's expecting. No. <laughs> She's expecting before expecting. No, you know what's crazy, too? I told Anita, right? I told our friend Anita. And I was like, Anita, Jennifer got a freaking video saying that I'm going to be pregnant. And she was like, Jennifer wasn't the only one. I was like, what? She was like, I got one saying that, that you know, like, people are going to you're going to be pregnant, too. And I was like, bro. So now there's three people who are oh my god and then on top of that you know what you know how i just be telling my parents everything um i told my mom i was like mommy because my mom's on tiktok you guys my mom like eat on tiktok mm-hmm. um i told my mom i was like mommy tiktok said i'm gonna be pregnant by december and jennifer got one that said the same thing and anna got one that was said the same thing and my mom says Busca tiene, mija. she literally goes what's the big deal like there's no big deal i was like excuse me i was really out here helping her being like don't get any ideas you know getting mad at me but she said that's okay i was like fam <laughs> no i think she said that's okay as in like you're believing a tiktok no she like <laughs> straight up looked at me she was like that's fine and i was like that i'm gonna be pregnant and she goes yeah i was like <gasps> and 
then I told my brother, because uh, I was just like, like, everybody needs to hear this. My mom is really out here being crazy. Um, I told my brother, my brother was like, my mom's just happy that you got past 20. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, my goodness, dude. Like, it was wicked. So, yeah, I don't know. If I announce that I'm pregnant by December, y'all, oh, my God, wish me luck. Because, oh, <laughs> no. That's going to be a child taking care of a child, and that's just not good. <laughs> a child. A child. Um, no, but yeah. Oh, also, you guys, I want to apologize for last week's episode. There was like a whole ass minute that was like empty because oh. <laughs> you, I don't know if you heard it, but at the end of the podcast, it's like, we're going to cut this and move the order, and this is not. Well, I did move the order, and I did paste it in there, and I double checked that it was in there. But somehow it got lost while I was exporting. I swear. Because I had to synchronize the music and everything. I made sure it was there. I triple heard that episode. And nope, yeah. it was just not there when I exported it. That's so, like, that's messed up. Low key. Mm-hmm. I thought my boyfriend was pranking me when he told me. He was like, uh, babe, there's a whole minute that's, like, empty. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and then you go back and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. But you know what's spooky? What's that's spooky? the one time we gave a warning and the whole episode cut it off. How spooky is that? Oh my gosh, that was so spooky. So if you guys heard that episode, we apologize, you know, because we we tried. We tried. I wrote to have in a the warning. captions though. I said the third story, there's a warning, blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah. but 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 that is spooky. They were like, not today, not today. Mm-hmm. No, man, that's scary. Oh, you guys, Spooktober's really out here spooking us out. Okay. Mm-hmm um i'm excited though also we want to thank all the new listeners that have been listening that is very we see you um how to do bbs no we don't hear you you hear us you hear us (laughs) and that's awesome so thank you so much for listening you hear us as you're here with us oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry oh Oh, by the way we haven't talked about what today's episode is gonna be very exciting today's episode we are talking about just like unsolved mysteries, murder stories, stuff like that. Well, mine, I guess mine does involve a murder, but hey. it's not like the premise of the story. Yeah. Um, if you guys, oh my gosh, I remember. Um, did remember? we end up cutting out the 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 account I was talking about last week or two weeks ago? Yes. Wait, okay, you guys. I don't remember. In, yes, I think so. In... What you call it? Like in spirit of Spooktober, right? Oh no, I didn't cut it off. Oh, you didn't cut it off? Okay, well no. let me just clarify. I found the account that we mentioned. I mentioned was it last episode? Yeah, right. Yeah, last episode. Um, about the spooky comments. I mean, <laughs> spooky comments. The spooky comics <laughs> mm-hmm. that I follow on Instagram because they're really, really spooky. Um, her name is Bex, and you can find all of her um, her comics. On Bex Comics. That's that's literally the, the handle on Instagram. It's B-E-C-K-S-C-O-M-I-C-S. Um, and don't be fooled. Her little profile Wait. pictures is really cute. Oh, no, you spelled it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's this so. really cute, like, really cute, like, icon, right? But her stuff is really spooky. I really like it. Um, I got spooked by, like, one of, like, the comics that was, like, two two weeks ago. Um, very scary. Also, very scary um, I want to shout out, which I don't know if you guys know this or whatever, but if you guys like the um, Unsolved Mysteries and like the murder stuff we're going to talk about today, I have a murder podcast that I really like. It's called My Favorite Murder. Um, so you guys like this type of content. Jennifer and I don't specialize in this, but they do. And it's really, really fun. I really like listening to true crime. And they have like a little like comedic twist to it. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. those are my comments for this um, episode. Um, the way I get my stories is, I don't, I don't listen to that podcast, but I do watch um, Stephanie Sue's mukbangs. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's not for the mukbang; it's just I really like her, so yeah. I also watch her vlog channel. But yeah, if you guys wanna like, if you guys are into mukbangs, which I'm not, like, I just it's not my thing. But I like her stories and the way she delivers stories, and also her mm-hmm. her fiance in the back. Um, yeah, check out Stephanie Sue. She she's cute. <laughs> she is cute and she's really cute I and listen, she tells like really scary stories. <laughs> she does. And I remember so on My Family Murder, for the most part, like yeah, if it's gruesome, they'll say it, right? 
but Stephanie delivers it like she she does not hold back. She's like, she nah, not. this is the details. And mm-hmm. I was like, low key shooketh. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that coming from a cute face. But all right, we're we're dig it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. It was really nice. That's literally what I like. Stephanie Sue was what like got me through studying my freshman sophomore year in college. <laughs> a Yep. Yeah, she's she looks like really a lot of fun. I was introduced to Stephanie Sue because I don't know you guys remember like four episodes ago or three episodes ago. Jennifer like loves tea that it does oh, not yeah, pertain to her. And the reason I knew about Stephanie Sue was because Jennifer got in my car one day and said, "Did you hear about this?" and just went off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh <laughs> dang, YouTube drama! When yep. is there not? No, but." Since it pertained to somebody that I was familiar with, well, I knew of because of other YouTubers, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. You want to get started? Oh, yeah. I completely forgot we're doing this. I'm just sitting here like, when am I going to sleep? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay. So, guys, my first one, it's really, really short. So, I'm going to talk about how I first came up with this story. I didn't come up with it, but why I picked this story. So I wanted to get really spooked. So I thought, hmm, what's the best way to get spooked and read about scary stories? What about stories that happen literally a block away from you? (gasps) Stop. You looked up (laughs) stuff that was local? Yep, in Texas. Jennifer. Oh, my God. No, ma'am. No. In Texas? Jennifer. Specifically Houston. Nope. Okay. Logging off, you guys. It was nice talking to y'all. These 14 minutes are great. And see you next time. See you next time. (laughs) Okay. So my intention wasn't Houston. I wanted to know Texas. Oh, well, okay. Fun fact, but not fun at all. But it's like, you know, a fact, period. Interesting fact. A factoid. <laughs> um, I've been knowing this, but maybe you guys don't know this. Do you know where the name Amber Alert came from? Oh, yes, but I couldn't tell you. Like, I've heard it. I know, like, mm-hmm. I've, I, I know so someone's told me this before. Amber is the name of the girl who, right. like, got killed. She's a, she was a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. and she got killed. And that's when Amber Alert got introduced because it was, like, a nine-year-old was seen, um, snatched into a van and the neighbor saw and then he was uh, like literally within hours there was like a nationwide search for her because they were like they straight up saw her because it was like her and her little brother were riding their bikes into this abandoned like warehouse place where a bunch of kids would go because it's like a small town Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a small town 1996 guess what that small town is arlington texas (gasps) oh Mm -hmm. my god oh i have the chibi-chibis Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not my story, but that's the point. Like, I was looking and I saw that one. I was like, it's in Arlington. You guys, I'm in Arlington at the moment because of UTA. Okay, well, I started reading stories and a lot of them were like really gruesome. And like, some of them were like, it was literally like the highway to take to Galveston. There was like a bunch of murders in a line, like within a span of three weeks each. Mm-hmm. There were so many crazy ones. But they, those were recent, like within the, within the past 20 years. So I was like, I'm not going to read those heck? because they're like kind of spooky. Yeah, that's so spooky. I, I be going to Galveston. <laughs> mm-hmm. So people don't stop in that highway, apparently. But wow. I'm going to read one that's pretty far away. So it's kind of like, oh, at least I know the murderer is like dead, hopefully, by the moment. You know, like it's really old. So this one takes in June, takes place in June 23, 1965. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm so scared. Oh my God. Okay, so there was this elderly couple, elderly couple that get, kept getting calls from... Their nephew, I believe. So their nephew kept calling, like, being like, hey, like, checking up on you guys, blah, blah, blah. But everything kept going to voicemail. So, oh, by the way, this takes in a place in Houston. And it's in uh, the Montrose area. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Jennifer, stop. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer, that's so scary, bro. What the fuck? All right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So the couple kept getting calls, right? But they kept getting to voicemail. So the nephew was worried. So he called the police and he was like, hey, can you guys do like a wellness check on them? Like, right. Like, I don't know if they're okay. So the Houston police showed up. They knocked. Nobody answered. But like the house looked clean. Like everything was fine. So they break down the wall, like the window. Right. I mean, the, right. the door. So they door. break in mm-hmm. and they walk in and they see that dinner is set. Like oh, the table no. is set and everything. They're like, oh, everything looks normal here. 
So then they decide to like check around like cupboards and everything like to see like if there's yeah. anything clue of like somebody's home. And they see they open like the fridge. They see that there's like a bunch of like um like pork chops and stuff. <gasps> and then they look at the the no way no way you know the crispers like the the yes. clear bins and they see both the heads of the elderly couple. In. No way. Mm-hmm. And they find out that the meat wasn't like hog meat like pork. Yeah, it, it was, was like them. their legs cleanly. Like the meat looked like it was prepared to cook. Hell nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And the heads were found. The woman showed that she had been shot. And that's what killed her to the head. And the man, he was beating with a hammer. And his eyes were pulled out of his head. No, no, mm-hmm. no. What the heck? Yup. Okay. So they searched the whole house immediately. To find like blood or any like, right? Like fingerprint or anything, right? Not one stain of blood, nothing. What? Except in one place, a keyhole to the attic. Okay, so they didn't live alone. Their o- their only son lived in their attic, and he was like thirty four, unemployed. Like he just lived in the attic, and apparently. The parents and the son did not communicate whatsoever. Their only way of communication was he would pass like sticky notes under the door. What and the that hell? was their only way of communicating. What? And apparently it's because the parents abused of the kid when he was younger. So it was like it led him to be like really like mentally ill. So he just like secluded himself from his family but lived in their attic. Because he had nowhere oh, wow. else to go. But when the family went to like when the police went to like check on like the a thing like the guy wasn't there and they like searched for him everywhere and apparently somebody saw him in like somewhere in central america but like it was never like confirmed so after 10 years he was presumed dead and they never figured out how like who killed them because it probably is the son but there's no like clues or any evidence to show it is the son Yo. But yeah, like the person that was like the that like analyzed the body and stuff. Oh, also, they found their like private parts like down like the drain or something like that, and some body parts were not even found. So like that makes me think he ate, ate them. Because mm-hmm. <gasps> the the guy the 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 medical examiner was like whoever did this had been planning this and was professional because the way they like teared like everything up like it was so neat. It was such a well done job like well done you know right 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 yeah yeah. but yeah oh my goodness that's wicked yeah he was declared dead in 1975 charles he was 43 years old that's in 1975 it happened in 1965 it's been a while so he's dead for sure right now because if he was if he was 43 in 19 43 1965 he's dead Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's wild is the fact that like I listen to this stuff all the time, but coming from like us, that's just scary. And the fact that you looked up one in Houston, dog, like <laughs> you're not even here to suffer with me. <laughs> I'm just here by myself, you know, just mm-hmm. crying. No, I'm just kidding. That's wicked. Yeah. The whole I also idea. Oh, there was another Houston one where it's a it showed like a it's like really pretty like like trail, and it was really really pretty. It has like trees like going over like an archway, and apparently it's called something like Lovers Lane, Lovers Way, something like that. It used to be called that before this couple was killed there, because the couple was like walking like a lot of people like a lot of couples would go there because it's really like cute and romantic, uh-huh. and apparently they like found the it's in Houston. They found the guy, he was tied to a tree. And his he- his like <gasps> leg his head was like slit almost like off his neck. Oh my god! And the the woman was like on the floor, like all like beat up and like abused and like, like oh also gosh. her her rest um her neck was slit, but uh-huh. they figured out that the woman had died before the man was tortured. So he was tied up and he saw everything. He go saw down. everything. Wow! And then he got killed. Oh my gosh, I hear it. I, I'm not here. I looked it up. In 2017. Yeah, it was recent. 
Wait, but this doesn't look recent. Oh no, it was it was a long time ago. It was like within like the last thirty years. It's still recent. It was, like, ni- it was the nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Oh my gosh, that's also like. Oh my gosh, that's wicked. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so scary. Okay, mine. It's oh, wicked, dude. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to, so I messed up this week. I got really excited about it being like a true crime thing. So I kind of looked up a true crime. Um, it's not my favorite, but like it's one that I found most, inter- a lot, very interesting. But I, Jennifer was like, we're doing, um, what do you call them? Unsolved Mysteries. So I was like, oh, bet I have one. So I'm going to try to retell this as best as I can um, because I did not look it up ahead of time. You know what I mean? All right, cool. Um, I'm going to be covering the un- the cold case, the unsolved mystery of the death of John Bonet Ramsey. Okay, this is a really if you you guys have probably heard it. Um, if I don't retell it the way that you've heard it, I apologize because I'm trying my best. We're not professionals. Um, like I said, we are not professionals at this. Um, there are hobby. professionals which we have <laughs> mentioned. I mean, they're not professionals, but like there are like people that are more into this than we are. Um, they're so, dedicated yeah. to this, <laughs> right? Right. Um. So okay, I'm gonna retell it like story mode. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna try to figure this out. Okay, so John Bonet Ramsey is uh was killed at um at six years old, so that's just like the premise of this story. Okay. So she was born on um, August 6, 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to her parents, Patsy and John Ramsey. Whenever John Bonet was really young, she started to compete in beauty pageants, you know, child's beauty pageants. And she, like, won multiple, like, awards as a pageant girl. Um, like, she won, like, Little Miss Colorado at, like, in 1995. She would have been five, yeah. Um, John Bonet's mom, Patsy, she was also like a pageant performer. Like she did a whole bunch of like pageants mm-hmm. herself. She won one in um, Virginia because she like went to the University of Virginia. So that's what like she would do, her mom. And then her dad was a Navy veteran and he later became the CEO of this like um, computer like computer company um, called Access Graphics, which I found out, which I found really interesting. It's a computer service company that is, like, supplementary to aerospace. I told Jennifer, I was like, mm-hmm. look at this. I'm going to say that I um, I did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Wait. So. Um, was the, the, the C, becoming the CEO of the company before or after the death of his daughter? I think it was before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So. After John Bonet was born, uh, the family moved to um, this city, like this, this Boulder, Colorado, in 1991. So like whenever she was one year old, um, because of John's work. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's before she oh, okay. was so that's killed he, because like, they moved. The yeah, he relocated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like as a premise of like why this is like why this case was actually like really. Int- like intriguing for a lot of people and also why it got like such like big coverage in the news is because the family's net worth in 1999 which was three years after the death of John Bonet, um was 6.4 million dollars so like this is like a high class like family you know the whole like quote unquote things don't happen like you know to these families or things don't happen like the mm-hmm. things like this don't happen in this neighborhood type type things okay so the case is on christmas day the ramsey family spent the evening at the house of their nearby friends uh fleet and priscilla white um and then they came back home around 10 p.m whenever they like at this time they put john bonet you know the girl they put her to bed and then the following day, um, at 5.30 a.m. on the 26th of December, they woke up to catch a private flight to their second home in Michigan, right? Patsy, John Bonet's mom, went to start breakfast for them, you know, to, like, get ready for the flight and everything. And 
A few steps from the bottom of the spiral staircase, she discovered a ransom note written to John, um, John Bonet's dad, demanding $118,000 for the safe return of his daughter, you know? So at this point, they're like, she's been kidnapped, you know, because they found a ransom note. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, the ransom note also told, like, the Ramsey family, do not contact the police and that they would be in contact with them between 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. that day. Because, remember, she found this ransom note around 5.30 a.m. Wait. Uh, what time was their flight? It doesn't say what time their flight was. Oh. Yeah. And the woman found it where? The woman found it on her way down the staircase to go prepare breakfast for their so flight. So it was on the stairs? So it was on the stairs, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, you know, her mom, of course, like a regular mom, did not listen. So she called 911 shortly after the discovery of the ransom note. And she was in contact with dispatcher Kimberly Archuleta. Um, the Kimberly, like, you know, Archuleta, like the, the dispatcher lady, took on the details of the crime and dispatched officers to the house, um, to like, you know, the Ramsey's house. But mm-hmm. since it was like Christmas, and it was like around Christmas holiday, like Christmas and New Year's Eve. And, I mean, New Year's, you know how like that's just like a week and a half span. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the skilled officers were like at home or like on holiday. Mm-hmm. And so they had to dispatch less experienced officers to go deal with like the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so police arrived at the Ramsey house. Um, and then while the police arrived, um, the Ramsey, so, like, her dad and her mom, went to co call the Whites, which was the, the friends that they were at the house of the day before, you know, for oh, okay. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, to help, like, look for John Bonet, because, you know, who wouldn't? And then they arrived at the... So, yeah. So, the Whites arrived shortly after the police... Um, and were allowed to enter the house, which I found really interesting, the fact that they let people enter a crime, crime scene. scene. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, of course it wasn't a crime scene, because at this point, it was like a kidnapping, but, Wait. yeah. But there's still clues. If they're kidnapped, they probably broke into the house. Like That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, at this but also point... I have another question. Yeah. Did she just call the police and not look for her around the house? Well, I mean, if you find a ransom note, I would have just called the police, honestly. Because, like, at that point, that means that somebody took her, you know? I mean, yeah, but, like, wouldn't you at least look around? Like, what if they're still in the house? What if they just dropped it? What if you're in danger? I mean, I'm pretty sure she probably did that. It just says that, like, after finding the ransom note, she called. Which, we don't know how, like, the time. Well, to me, it's because I'm suspicious of the mom so far. Okay. (laughs) That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep that for later. (laughs) Um, where did I leave off? Oh, so yeah, they let people come to the house, right? At around 7.30 um, in the morning, John, um, John Bonet's dad, he left um, the living room to secure, like, to get, like, money for the ransom, no, right? To get money for the kidnappers. Mm-hmm. At 10 a.m., uh, the police went into John Bonet's bedroom, which is pretty, like, off to me, the fact that, like, it takes forever for like all of these things to happen you know but yeah, i guess saying, like, like search look yeah i, I guess if it, it was like less experienced people they want to question everybody first and whatnot but i don't know i don't know the processes of like this stuff but also also are they like that less experienced that they let people in like that's what i'm saying i feel like it is because at that point you don't know what's going on and if it was the ramses like if it was the like your clients like the people that call the cops who are saying let them in then if you're less experienced, you're probably going to be like, oh, I guess we can let them in, you know? Like, I don't know. Mm. Okay, so at 10 a.m., the police go into John Bonet's bedroom um, to keep it, like, from contamination. So, like, it was past the time. So, um, seven, so, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they got there, bef- like, af- right after the police got there, and they were, like, I'm talking, they were the whites. The whites were allowed to go in and search also. And at 10 a.m., John Bonet's bedroom was like, okay, we're going to keep it from contamination. So who knows who went into that bedroom 
and like move stuff around, right? Cool. Yeah. And around the same time, so around 10, 10 a.m., the FBI arrived um, to like to wiretap Ramsey's phone, which was like the phone when it, wherever um, the ransom Patsy man. called the cops, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, um, the so at this point, the kidnappers stated that they were going to call but hadn't. The FBI left the scene shortly after, but left an additional officer with the Ramseys. And her name was Detective Linda Arndt from the Boulder Police Department. Um, and suggested that John kept to him kept himself busy by searching the house. So at this point, they're letting John, which is her dad, you know, John Monet's dad, and the whites look around the house and not the like cops. I'm saying it's really this. this and the this, FBI left shortly after. They're like, oh, they didn't go. Okay, let's go. Exactly. Like this is like a really. This is why it's like a really popular cold case. It was like so many things were wrong with it, but okay. Alrighty. So John. So John. Um, John Bonet's, um father and Fleet White, which was the friend, eventually found John Bonet in the basement just after 1 p.m. So they found her, her, she was wrapped in a blanket with duct tape around her mouth and a um, garret. So she was tied up in the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, she had something around, tied around her, her neck and her skull had been broken. Her body was found about seven hours after she was, she had been reported missing. So this family had a really big house, right? But at this point, it's kind of like y'all didn't look. You know, like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the first thing exactly. I would just look around the house. Exactly. So John carried her body. So her dad carried her body upstairs and placed her on the floor. And then like the supposedly like the police moved her body to the sofa where she remained until she was taken away by the coroner at around 8 p.m. So her body just stayed at the house until 8 p.m. And then I had also read somewhere else that like they the, it was because of the snow. So everything took on like forever for everybody to get there, too. It wasn't like a. Like, uh, they were immediately there because there was snow or something. I read in, like, this other one. Also, um, what you call it? Mysteries Unsolved or whatever for my BuzzFeed. They've covered this story also. Okay. So, she was taken to the corner at around 8 p.m. The autopsy reported that the official death was asphyxiation by strangulation, which was associated to the trauma um, that was caused to her neck and then her... Her skull. her skull. Yeah. She had multiple abrasions to her neck, cheeks, legs, and other body parts. She also she was it was also noted that there was blood in John Bonet's underwear. And then um oh. officially her death was ruled a homicide. Um and this is where it gets quite quite. Because there are two theories. The theories come directly from Wikipedia, you know, the one and only. Um there are two theories. Um, and I'm just going to read it straight from Wikipedia because Wikipedia knows this. <laughs> there are two types of theories about the death of John Bonet. One is a family member theory. The Boulder police initially concentrated almost exclusively upon the parents, John and Patsy Ramsey. According to Craig McCray, a retired pro- uh, profiler with the FBI, he states, Statistically, it is a 12 to 1 probability that it is a family member or a caregiver who is involved in a homicide and the homicide of a child. The police saw no evidence of a forced entry, but they did see evidence of staging of the scene, such as a ransom note. They did not find the Ramseys cooperative in helping them solve the death of their daughter. The Ramseys had said that their reluctance was due to their fear that there would not be a full investigation for for intruders and that they would have be hastily selected as the key suspects in the case according to the according you know to them one theory is that patsy struck john bonnet in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode so she peed her bed and so her mom got mad and strangled her to cover up what had happened after mistakenly thinking she had she was already dead However, Patsy did not have a known history of uncontrolled anger. John Bonet's brother later said, we, did, we didn't get spanked, nothing of the sort, nothing close, nothing near laying a finger on us, let alone killing your child. 
Theoretically, the strangulation could have been a red herring aspect to conceal other elements of the assault and killing. Um, so yeah, basically they were saying that like they try to cover up her death by like saying she was strangled or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, when I first heard this case, I was like, "Yup," you know, because. But what would be the motive to killing her? I don't know. So, anyways, let me let me let me continue. Um, Burke, her brother, was nine years old at the time of John Bonet's death. Um, was he was he there? interviewed. Yes, he was at the house. So everybody was at the house because it was Christmas. Like everybody was at the house. Um, was interviewed by investigators at least three times. The first two interviews did not raise any concerns about him. A review by a child psychologist stated that it appeared that Ram- the Ramses had healthy, care- caring family relationships. In 1998, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner said during an interview with a news reporter that Burke Ramsey was not involved in the killing of his sister. In May 1999, three years after the death, the Boulder County District Attorney's Office retained that Burke Ramsey was not a suspect. The investigators had never considered him as a suspect. Um, Another theory about Burke, which is her brother, that I've read before is that they're saying that there's, they thought that he accidentally, like, pushed her down or hit her, and he killed her. And her parents tried to, like, cover up the crime scene to protect their son from getting, like, you know, like, taken away or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense because my thing is, like, it's so weird to leave the thing on the stairs, yeah. Unless they had the stairs in their mind. Like, right. oh, it happened in the stairs. Right. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, the ransom note was found not in the basement stairs. It was found in. Yeah, like, like going down. Hallway. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, they like, she fell off those stairs. Yeah. Also, um, they were saying that her mom was a suspect because she was thought to have written the note herself. Because it was a pretty long note. It wasn't like a just a quick, like, we want this amount of money, you oh. know, for this. It was a really long note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, my thing, if it's really snowed in and they can hardly drive, they were thinking about flying? Well, I don't think like, yeah, they can hardly drive. Breakfast. I think it was more like it took time to get there. Oh. Yeah. There are, dude, so for this case, there are more theories. Like, there's a wild amount of theories about what happened to this girl. Um, like, there's this theory about her mom. There's a theory about her dad. There's a theory about her her brother. Like, everybody and their mama. I first like, thought it was the mom. But then the whole, like, the whole blood in the, in the, underwear? her underwear. That straight up was like, oh, it can't be the mom. But then I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what if it was the mom? And that's her way of covering up. Like, it couldn't happen to me. Dude, I don't even, it's, it's, there's so many theories. Um, there was a, a documentary coming up about it and my friend was like, dude, what do you think? Who, who, who are you thinking it is? I'm like, at this point, like just, I don't even know anymore because it's so many things. Are the parents still alive? Um, yeah, I think so. Let me look it up. Do they have more kids? Oh, look, it's an actual question. Are they still alive? Um, uh, up until 2016, they were both alive. Damn, so they probably are still alive. So they probably are still alive, yeah. The kid's definitely alive. Yeah, for sure. Unless I feel like something like that should just drive you mad. Like, you would for go sure. crazy. For your sister? Like, in the fact that it's, like, brought up all the time because, like, it's mm-hmm. such a, like, renowned, like, it's super like, you apply case. to any job. You're like, oh, you're the sis- you're the brother of that. You're the brother of, yeah. So who did it? Imagine. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you as a nine-year-old? Okay. So, a Colorado grand jury voted in 1999 to indict, 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 oh my gosh, no, it's indict. No, indict. The, yeah. <laughs> my, I had a huge just brain fart. I could not continue. The parents, um, the indictment cited that two counts each of child abuse and said that the parents did unlawfully, knowingly, relentless, and relentlessly, relentlessly, oh my God, I cannot say that Wait, no, it's wreck. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't read. It says recklessly. Why can I not say that? <laughs> and felonously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat 
of injury to the uh, to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Benet Ramsey, a child under the age of sixteen. So Wait, basically, what was the? They, how did they, they put her in a situation? I'm assuming because she was unsupervised. The fact that like two parents did not know how her daughter got to the basement. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't know where. But to it look was in the middle night. of the night. Amen. If she has her own bedroom and she sleeps, I feel like that's the way of the people being like, we don't have any clues to say but it's them, wanna... but we're pretty sure it's them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were in like it wasn't like a whole like thing. It was just you know that was their vote for that. Okay, and then there's an intruder theory. The second theory is the intruder theory. The police and prosecutors followed leads for intruders partly due to the unidentified boot mark left in the basement room where John Benet's body was found. A food mark? A boot mark. There was a whole oh. bunch of like evidence that I didn't cover because like I wanted to get to the theories because mm-hmm. it's a really like it's a lengthy 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 case. Um, early persons of interest included neighbor Bill McReynolds who played Santa Claus, um, former family housekeeper, Linda Hoffman Poe, and a man named Michael um, Helgoth, who died in an apparent suicide shortly after John Bonet's death. Hundreds of DNA tests were performed to find a match to the DNA recovered during her autopsy. Smith assessed um, the evidence and concluded that an intruder had committed the crime. On the night John Benet was killed, there had been two windows that were left slightly open to allow for electrical cords for the outside Christmas lights to pass through, a broken basement window, and one unlocked door. The theory was that someone entered the Ramsey home throughout the broken basement window. This has been criticized because there was an intact cobweb in the basement window, which when I read this, I was like, people really out here like thinking because i would have never thought of that you know the fact that there was an intact cobweb because that means that if somebody broke in they would have to mess with the cobweb wild mm-hmm. and the foliage around the grate had been well, undisturbed also, yeah spiders are pretty quick <laughs> for real like the time that it took them to do all of that and like go it and, took like, them a whole day from yeah 5 30 to 8 p.m to, yeah to 8 p.m a spider can put a web up there Yeah, she was like, man, y'all messed this up for me. And then she did it all over again. Uh, Yeah. Since believed that the intruder subdued John Bonet using a stun gun and took her down to the basement. John Bonet was killed and the ransom note was left. The theory was supported by former FBI agent Johnny Douglas, who had been hired by the Ramsey family, believing that the Ramseys were innocent. Uh, Smith resigned from the investigation on September 1998 five days after the grand jury convened against the Ramses. While no, hmm. longer an, mm-hmm, while no longer an official investigator on the case, Smith continued to work on it until his death in 2010. Yep, 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 yep. Um, How do you call it? Yeah. Um, the whole intruder um, theory, it might work, because what I'm thinking is, mm-hmm. the ransom note said not to call the police. Right. What if the guy had the girl in the basement like alive and then he was like oh okay um so they did call the police i need to get out of here and that's when he killed her and got out because it's like the girl had seen who he what who he is i don't know because you would have heard that it's not like Uh, you but i mean what if he just went back the way he had already entered though no but if he killed her after like you're you're saying what if he killed her after her mom called the cops, right? Yeah, like, well, he was, he, she was tangled. So, like, maybe she couldn't make a noise or something. Dude, also, I don't hitting, know how big the house is. Hitting a skull is pretty, like, you know, it's not like that's quiet. Oh. You know, because her skull was broken. She had, she was, like, but strangled. She's, sick. she's tiny. Dude, noise has to be made, man. Also, I think it was confirmed that she had already been dead. Um,. How long? But that's long wild. I've dead? never heard somebody bring that up. That's kind of wild. If he, uh, the person who, because she was killed, like it was a homicide. There's no way that you know. Yeah, there's um, no way she can tie herself. <laughs> unless it's like those theories where it's like the mom killed her or the brother accidentally killed her. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what's crazy? Going back to her brother, the fact that some people actually think that he killed her, and that's he was, and he was nine, and so like. He doesn't even know. Because at this point, 
if it was that traumatic of a memory, his brain could easily suppress it. And so he doesn't yeah. know. Like if you know? he keeps getting told that he didn't do it, that he, he could easily it. be like, I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And that could Ooh. be something that's hidden in him. And literally Imagine snap if that ever moment. comes back to him and he oh, like has no. a nightmare or something. He like, he re- oh my God, that's wild. Like, I don't what would see you how do he's not having point? nightmares if those theories are floating around. For real. For real. Okay. But also, like the whole thing you're saying, if it made noise, wouldn't they have heard something over the night? Yeah, dude, that's what they're saying. Because, okay, so another thing that this proves, this like uh, intruder theory, um, I'm not, this Wikipedia does not say this. I don't, I don't, I didn't see it on Wikipedia, but it was like this other time where I've heard it. Cause you know, this case has been brought up to me a lot of times is that there were no footprints seen outside of the house. And, like, if there was an intruder, there has to be footprints because it's snow. And, like, you know... But, they, but how long had it been? What if it was, like, literally, like... What if it was, And like the a, snow had already a, happened? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it'll be different, though, because snow will compile evenly. It's like the snow just, file, it's just piles up on, like, the holes well, made true. by the feet, you know? But we don't know if there was wind... What if there was like, yeah. Yeah, what if it's no, what if it rained overnight too? Like it wasn't just no. Mm-hmm. So continuing the thing, it was determined that there had been more than a hundred burglaries in the Ramsey's neighborhood in the months before John Bonnet's murder. There were 38 registered sex offenders living within a two mile radius uh, of the Ramsey's home. In 2001, former Bowler uh, County prosecutor Trip um, DeMuth and Bowler County Sheriff um, Steve Ainsworth stated that there's, um, should be a more aggressive investigation of the intruder theory. One of the individuals whom Smith identifies as the suspect was Gary Howard Olivia, who was arrested for two counts of attempted sexual um, exploitation of a child and one count of sexual exploitation of a child. So mm. three counts. Why did they say pretty? Um, okay. And, sorry, charges. Like- hold on, wait, let me finish that. Okay. Charges in 2016. So this was like afterwards, not throughout the close mm-hmm. time. It happened. I feel like the fact that you told me that there was a lot of crime in that neighborhood right. makes me think that they didn't go to that house just for coincidence. It makes me think that they were planning this and they were like, the easiest way would be to go to the house that we have over there where there's a lot of crime rate and spend a few days there. And then say we're leaving, have our plane tickets ready. But then she got killed. And then they won't question about an intruder because Dude, look at this neighborhood. But- Okay, yes. You're, so you're saying the parents planned this out. Yeah. Why would you do that to a daughter that is, like, successful in the child, like, pageant? You know? She's basically because making more for the for the last name. Since because I'm thinking, is the mom. What if the mom let the envidia la girl? Like, she, like, envied the she girl because she was more successful than she was. Because you've seen those pageant, like, people dance moms, pageant moms. They're crazy. Yeah, people have said that, too. How they're, like, uh, the mom was envious of, like, her success as a child um, yeah. pageant queen and this and that. Um, but that's wicked, though, because that's still, like, there's no way that the mom would tell the husband. I don't know, man. That's wicked. Anyways. Oh, I have something interesting to, to, to say about this that comes up, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so Olivia was a registered sex offender. Um, he was um, publicly identified as a suspect in October 2002. The killing of John Bonet, The Truth Uncovered, broadcast um, by A&E uh, on September 5th, 2016, concluded that an unidentified male was responsible for John Bonet's death based on the forensics DNA and analysis of evidence. In the documentary, Dr. Lawrence um, Koblinski states that an unidentified male committed this crime. Um, the district attorney officer investigated, investigating pedophiles and di- in, indicated to former Denver prosecutor Craig Silverman that the district attorney office followed the, the intruder theory. The Ramses developed a relationship with um, district attorney Mary Lacey and her office which was criticized by authorities such as the city mayor, Lindsay Boa. So basically, okay, sorry, I'm going to continue. Once you have conceded the possibility of an intruder, I don't see how any Ramsey could have been successfully prosecuted. Um, And then it just continues with like all that stuff. But anyways, I have something interesting to say about Gary Howard Olivia. So... I was looking up like a whole bunch of stuff on this case right right before this because um you know I messed up. But no, not but. So, 
Gary Olivia did have like a what is it called whenever you say something <laughs> like a statement saying that he like was sorry for like the the death of um John Bonet and how mm-hmm. like he respected her and this and that um so he was basically like low key admitting to the death of John Bonet uh, I lost the article at this point but he wasn't like prosecuted for that reason he was prosecuted for the whole like exploitation of children mm-hmm. um yeah but who knows that's the that's the mystery of John Bonet's death um there are so many theories about it there are so many things but that's the best I could do with the time that I had and mm-hmm. it was wicked so yeah dude like it was the whole the whole like craziness about this because of the time it took them to like come identify her body, the fact that her mom like they 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 literally seemed like they weren't phased whenever they were being like um questioned. They were like, "Oh, like you know, like this and that." They weren't helping. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was weird. They're very sus. Red is sus. Amen. <laughs> I was doing wires. What do you mean? <laughs> If you want to get into a loophole, this is one of the cases that you could get in a loophole with because there's so yeah. many, like, there's so also, many th- theories. like, the fact that the family was so close to the people they were working with, like... Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, no like... There's no coincidence. No, there's no, no. no coincidence. And then, I don't know. It was just... A lot of things were just done wrong. Like, the fact that people were allowed into that house, even though, like, it, it, it was just also, weird. were there no, like, fingerprints on the girl from... Like unknown fingerprints? Mm -mm. So that means it had to be a family member. (laughs) Yeah, people uh, were like, a lot of the theories are very hard on the family. Like, not hard on the family, but they're like, they zone into the family. Like, it has to be a family thing. It can't be just like an intruder because the fact that everything, like, it seems staged at points. Um, The fact that they were unfazed. The fact that, you know, just, it was just. The brother had no idea. Like, it was just nobody knows. Yeah. Also, like, like why would somebody just kill the girl with no motive? They didn't get money out of it. It didn't. And then the autopsy didn't show that she was sexually abused either, you know? It's like, it was just, yeah. it was it was weird. Like, there was no, it seems to have been without a motive. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, That's weird. Yeah, because it's the whole thing of like that doesn't happen to a wealthy family, and you know what does happen to wealthy families sometimes? People will just be killing each other. So who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, that was my what, story. I hope what I did the, justice. What if the the, the 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 son was jealous of all the success of the girl, and was like everything is gonna go to her? But he was nine years old. Do you think, do you think that hatred lies in a nine year old? You don't know how the parents treat the kid? What if the parents are like, oh, like, they just give her all the attention and this and this and that. Well, and the when kid I was did say child, that, like, well, that, that's, that's, I'm telling you, that's another theory where it was, like, people think the brother did it and her parents, no, his parents try to cover it up so that he wouldn't get in trouble. Damn. But if that happens, it's kind of like, dang, dog, like, you were really going to cover up your daughter's death. I mean, yeah, but it's over your son. It's like, like I, I feel like okay, it's gonna sound crazy, but I would too. Because it's like if your if your son does not show like, oh my god, I did it because I wanted to. Okay, if he did it because he wanted to, I would have been like, okay, now you're going to jail. But if he did it by accident and he showed like, oh, it's by accident, I can't do anything to make my well, daughter come back think, to life, but I, I can keep my only son. Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't like because I don't think they can convict a nine year old. Um, they'll just. I mean, like, yeah, but him. he would still be put through something, and also it could ruin the family name. That's what people are saying. It was like something happened. Something was fishy within it, within like that murder because like they, they didn't want to taint the family name. Um, boy is tainted. I mean, they gained popularity over the. I mean, I don't know. Boy, popularity from the bad side though. No, but like you know, it's a it's a known case. Dude, I don't know. This case is wicked, though, because it's just kind of like, who, what, where, and when? Like, it just makes no sense. You've it been makes where? Because no if it was a family who? thing, <laughs> you've been <laughs> where, where, who? Mm. Um, for real? No, I'm kidding. Este- 
Mm. If it was a family thing, we don't even know if she was done, like, like she was killed in the basement, if she was placed in the basement, and, like, you know, it could have happened somewhere else. Like, it's just wicked. Who knows? The world will, I don't even know. It's so crazy how the house was not searched. Yeah. I mean, it was, but after, like, forever. Anyways, what's your story? Meme review. Okay, so my next story... I so I didn't want to read like a murder story because like that's all I heard because I was trying to find a story that I haven't heard before and all the ones that I hear from Stephanie Sue are like murder stories <laughs> right and so I thought it's a spooky season spooky let's hear about a paranormal story <gasps> no way no way so there's this boy named Michael Jones and this all happened in around summer in 1999. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my birthday? No, I'm just kidding. No. You're not born in summer. I'm not. <laughs> so um, this boy is from Manchester. So okay. Europe. So far yeah. away from us. Doesn't matter. He didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So apparently, let's start from the beginning of who this boy is. Yeah. And how everything started. So apparently... When he was five years old, um, the when he was five years old, he said that he saw this man, this white man. Oh no! Old man in his room. And a couple years later, he identified it like in a picture that it was his great great grandpa. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So he was like, "That's him." Okay. Point is, that night, um. His parents heard screaming from his room and they tried opening the door. Like they kept trying to open it. The door does not have a lock, but it did not budge. (gasps) And the kid was screaming in it. And when they went in, the kid, his pajamas, oh my God, I have chills. His pajamas were ripped. No. Completely ripped. What? And his blankets were tied in a noose. Oh my God. He was five years old. There's no way a kid can do that. Oh my God, I have chills. No oh my God, Jennifer, stop. Jennifer, stop. Jennifer, <gasps> Jennifer, stop. I'm so scared. I'm <laughs> and then? Okay. There's no way a kid can do that, you know? Okay. There's no way. Like, they don't even know what yeah. the freaking noose is. I can't tie a noose. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I can't even tie my shoelaces. That's what I'm saying. I take them <laughs> in sometimes. <laughs> so the point is that happened. And apparently, they moved houses like 12 times over his like from like being from like five to nine or something like that like crazy they moved so much because he kept experiencing things in every house he moved wow so um i think oh okay and then in summer of 1999 one of his friends came over to the house like one of the kids friends came over to the house and was like oh he like the mom the mom was like in the kitchen the kid came in he was like hey i'm here to play with blah 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 and he's like, oh, yeah, just go upstairs. So the kid went upstairs and um, the kid wasn't there. So apparently it was, I don't know what, but the kid borrowed the jacket from the little boy. Mm-hmm. He put the jacket on and he decided, he was like, oh, by the way, he isn't here. Like He wasn't there. So I'm just going to go home. Who's the kid? That, the, uh, the friend of the, the Michael. Okay, 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 the friend okay, of Michael. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the kid... Um, so between that time when he was five and the time he was with his friend, mm-hmm. he kept experiencing like stuff like that. So they called like an exorcist mm-hmm. to like do exorcism and like do whatever because it, that's what they thought it was. Because mm-hmm. he had tests done like physically and mentally by like psychologists and stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently he was a okay. There was nothing wrong with the boy. No wow. trauma. No nothing. He was healthy as a boy can be. Wow. So they were like the only thing it can be is like something supernatural. So they called an right. exorcism and apparently um, they, they were fine and everything was being controlled and he didn't get anything after that. Like whatever demon was in him was gone. Right. Yeah. So then um, that's when like the whole like friend came over, he was good. And then the kid wasn't there. So the kid, the little kid in the jacket went in his bike home, but apparently he rode right into upcoming traffic. Like, the traffic was going. He rode right into it. What? Mm-hmm. So, wait. The kid got this jacket at the Michael's at this kid's house? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because? He, like, put on... He borrowed a jacket from his friend, basically. With his permission or without his permission? 
Without his permission, because he was Okay, home. that's what's interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. So what the mom thought was, whoever was hunting down his his son thought the little boy was his son and killed him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, so after that, the supernatural stuff started happening again. Uh-huh. Like, he kept getting, like, um... Like, he kept seeing stuff, and, like, cupboards were open, all of it at the same time. And apparently, um, one time, Michael and his little brother were playing, like, this card game, and all the cards just started flying. Oh, my gosh. And the dices and stuff hit so hard on the ceiling that it literally left holes on the ceiling. Wow. Like, there was holes and stuff on the ceiling. Like, like, yeah. What the heck? So, um, the mom wrote about it all in a book. Like, she has, like, everything, like. Wow. Documented? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, the crazy part then is that apparently the little boy then started getting, like, hypnosis to, like, control himself. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing is that then the mom of the child that passed away was like, there was no jacket. What? Yeah, she was like, he wasn't wearing the jacket they said they were wearing, she was wearing. And then, um. A couple years later, they, like, interviewed Michael, like, hey, like, tell us about, like, your stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I have everything on control. I've had, like, two really big experiences, but that's about it. And they didn't, he didn't go into further detail. But when they asked him, like, oh, when did it start? He was like, oh, it all started when I was nine. That's when I saw the shadowy figure in my room. But in the book of the mom, it says it started when he was five. Wait, what? So things weren't adding up. Like, the stuff yeah. of the book and stuff that happened in real life. And then apparently, one part in the book also said that um, the the one in the, the bike, um, apparently they saw that uh, there was this, like, car chase, this car, like, around the neighborhood chasing someone. But whenever they were asked about the car, it was, like, some car. But whenever you read the book, it said it was a limo. And when they asked the mom, like, why did you say it was a limo? She's like, oh, it's because when I was talking with my, like, the, the producers of the book, they were like, we need to still make it more like dramatic. So make it a limo sounds more like scary. Mm-hmm. And then um, she was like, how come the whole like being nine and five slipped up? He was, And there was like a lot of stuff like that, like small things. And she was like, oh, like I must have like proofread it really quick and I missed it and this, this and that. So is she telling the kids stories and stuff or what the heck? But apparently what happened was like the... Whenever it all started happening, nobody believed him. Like, none of the family believed. They were right. like, there's no way. Like, right. But then they kept thinking it was like he was having nightmares and he kept waking up and being like, oh, I need help. Right. But it was like just nightmares. So they kept like being like, oh, it's okay. But then after a while, it kept happening. And then they started seeing like the cupboards and everything flying around. So they're like, oh, there's no way. And that's when they started taking it seriously. And then the mom was like, if I, like, he was like, I don't, she's like, I don't blame you if you don't believe me. I wouldn't have believed it if I would have read my book either. But it's because I lived that I know it's true. Dude, I can't I can't deal with paranormal stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That's not it. So at the end, he was just... So he's still alive now? Like, how, yeah, he's, he's a normal boy. It was like in 1999, like literally oh, like right, 20 right, years right. ago. Oh my gosh, so he's like a little bit older than us. Like, what, he's 28? like 30-something, 30 30 40 something? maybe. Okay. Dude, nah. Nah. So yeah, and nothing got investigated apparently because it was like technically. What well, I mean, what do you know? Who killed the little boy? Right, rule right. If he went on to ongoing traffic and there was an mm-hmm. investigation done on that case, then like, what is it? You know, what are you meant to do? Yeah. Except for that jacket thing, like, why would you? I guess to make I think the that was just more... to add drama to be like, yeah, hey, they were trying to, make... to kill my son. But that's wicked though because. That's somebody's life, you know. Like that's somebody's yeah. child you're talking about. Like that's not just like a like figment of your imagination. Like that's mm-hmm. that happened. I think the mom thinks she's the main character in this story. In the story, when her child <laughs> is like out here having hypnosis done to him and stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but if my child comes to me, I have an imaginary friend. <gasps> oh no. Oh, I'm gonna be like, no, sir, you do not. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I would deal with paranormal stuff. And that's why my kid is going to have a bunch of siblings because they're not going to need any nope. imaginary friends because they're going to have their, their brothers yep. and sisters. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
And we were distracted 24-7. I'm telling you, we, mm-hmm. we got no time. Nah, fam. I can't I can't deal with that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I just. Mm-mm. I feel like if I could. You know how we were talking about last time about how, like, I have cousins that have never seen a scary movie and stuff. Right. If I could bring up my child without knowing anything about paranormal or anything like that, I would. Because then it's like. If they're not thinking about it, there's no possibility of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess I'll so. teach them to be scared of realistic stuff. Like, oh, don't talk to yeah. strangers. This and that. But I'm not yeah. going to be like, oh, don't care. Don't don't worry about the ghost. Because then they're like, what the heck is a ghost? And they're like, you yeah. know what? Let me look it up on my iPad. Yeah. And then their imaginations run wild. Yeah. I feel like that's what it hit with me was like, when I was little... I would like my cousins and stuff would like look up ghost stuff and like, yeah, and then I would just really look up like ooh ghost stories, spooky stories and yeah, I would do the same thing. I look and, and so I just kind of freaked myself out about it. But mm-hmm. then thinking about it, it's kind of like I mean it makes sense, you know, like you can't really negate it. But at the same time, I would probably try to protect my child as much as possible when it comes to that stuff. Be like oh, but not even protecting them. I don't want to get spooked from them to me. Oh no, for sure, dude. It'd be scary. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't no think. thank oh. you. Oh. Can I That's put up my I... kids for adoption from the age of like <laughs> three to like eight, <laughs> and then give them back, please? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Yeah, and then it's also the whole like, like, uh, my family's very like, like old, school, like not old school, but like cult- like culturally wise, we have some cultural beliefs and stuff. So yeah, same. Kind of, like, like you get told like legends and. Yeah, so, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, whenever I was little, like, how do you expect me not to believe in that stuff? Because when I was little, and my uncles would come around, and, like, we had family gatherings, they'd talk about witches and all this At the campfire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of like, they were like, amen, they're real. And I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way. And then they would tell me stories, and I was like, oh, hey, Yeah, I'd be like, in my yeah. town, this there was told this one lady did this. And, yep. yep, yo, witch, like, psh, you can't, nah, like, there's no mm-hmm. way. I dude, honestly, if I'm gonna believe anybody, it's indigenous people and people that are cultured. I'm sorry, I sh- probably shouldn't because that'd be scary. But they, hey man, they've been out here for way longer than we have. <laughs> Oof, it just be scary, spooky, spooky skeleton. Send shivers down my spine. Mm, my spine, me. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, yeah, guys, I had another one, but. It's going to take a long time, and we've been at it for a while, so you guys will hear it soon, soon enough, mm-hmm. when we do a, another murder, a murder um, cast. <sighs> no, dude, the spooky skeleton. No, I don't like this last story. You should have done that one first. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 just kidding. I just remember what the first one was about. Just kidding. I don't like any yeah. of them. <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. And you can't even come over, bro. Like, you can't even, like, help me. Send me your location. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday to Be, Be There, there with Jay Shade.